one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Super excited today. Today I have Danny Espino. Danny is a physical therapist, running coach, and strength coach, as many of the other people we have brought on to this podcast as well. She has a pretty vast running background. She ran in college as well, has continued on her running um, now, and I'm super excited to get to hear more about your running journey. I don't know a ton about it, as well as your journey of opening up your own practice this year. So Danny, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. When you reached out, I was super, super stoked just seeing yeah. everything you've been doing. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. I was like, yeah, I want to connect and this will be awesome. <laughs> so, so Danny, if you don't mind sharing, we'll start with, um, how did you get into running? When did you start running? Yeah. So good question. So I honestly, um, I danced for for fit, about 15 years before even like playing any other sports. So basically one of my PE teachers was like, Hey, we need runners on the varsity team. I was in seventh grade at that time. And I was like, all right, sure. I came out. So I came out and I ended up being pretty decent in seventh grade. I took eighth grade year off. And then there was a female coach that came and she took over the cross country program and she reached out and Um, So that was my ninth grade year. So from ninth grade, she honestly became my mentor throughout, you know, high school, college until this day. And then she literally one day was like, hey, um, you're not a dancer, you're a runner. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that was it. So at that point, I, I, I told my mom, Hey, I'm quitting dance and I'm going to dedicate myself to trying to get a scholarship for running, okay. um, you know, to help my family out. And that's kind right. of how I started running. Yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. And did, did you like running more than dancing then or not nah, either, or you just maybe better at it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, it just, it just felt right. It was, and it's like, I felt yeah. like I could, it was more kind of what I needed to do. I love dancing and they both, I love both of them. Dancing is just like fun. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. But I'm running definitely felt more like what I was meant to be doing. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And then you went on to run in college. Did you get that scholarship then that you were looking to get with? Yes. High school. So I did. So I ended up getting a couple offers. And then um, ultimately, I ended up going at that time with the school that gave me the, the biggest scholarship. But um, also, I wasn't ready to leave home. Yeah. So I lived, I lived at the dorms, um, but I was still local. So I still saw my family on the weekends. Okay. And, and so that was nice. <laughs> awesome. No, that's it. Yeah. That'd be yeah, super nice. Like you still got the college experience a little bit, but you had your family nearby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. And how was your college experience as a runner? Did you enjoy it? 
Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. So I, another reason why I picked that college was because that, that female coach that I'm telling you about, she went yep. there, she ran there. Okay. And so I had met her college coach was the same coach that would be my coach. So that did play a part of my decision because <laughs> I, you know, it just felt like a family, you know, he was there for the first year. And then unfortunately he ended up at the end of my freshman year, he ended up uh, leaving college Okay. So then I got a new coach. Yeah. So I had three coaches in college. Oh, um, and geez. It was, okay. I know. <laughs> so that was a little bit hard to kind of, you know, adapt to the different training philosophies and, right. and coaching, coaching styles. But I will say, you know, with all that, FIU did a really, really good job. Our head track and field coach was really good at exposing us to really big meets. So we went to like Mount Sac relays, Penn relays, Texas relays. So yeah, we were a smaller division one school, but we were still racing against some big, big, pretty big games. And then I met my final coach. His name's uh, Coach Ward. And uh, he's still my coach until this day. And uh, he used to be the former coach at the University of Miami. And he was incredible. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can't complain. It was a really good, good time running in college. Yeah. Well, that's probably cool to kind of get. I mean, as much as it's nice to have consistency, but you got some different styles to learn from now as like a coach yourself too. You know, you got to see different ways of doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I ended up, um, you know, with the last coach I did have him for two years. So I, I saw some good success under, under him. Um, and he's been sort of the coaching style that I've responded the best to. So, okay. Awesome. And then he still coaches you. So, and he still coaches me. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) So how, how long goes college for you then? I grad, when did I graduate? Uh, 2013. So seven years now. Okay. 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 Wow. (laughs) It's getting, yeah, it's like, yeah, it was 2011 from undergrad. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while now. <laughs> oh, we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Sitting here injured. I'm like, yep. No, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. What was I going to say? Did you, so did you like meet w- your goals in college? Um, like, you know, kind of, was there any like big goal you're going after in college or anything or yeah, so in college I ran uh, cross country, and then in track I ran anywhere from the mile to the ten k. Um, okay. And kind of my favorite event though has always been the five k. So I I did have some good success with that. Um, my PR was seventeen twelve leaving college. So until this day, my one of my biggest goals is still to break seventeen in the five k. So I was I was pretty happy with that. I will say, you know, it's crazy. Like the older you get, you just kind of reflect back on you know, how you were, you know, running in college. And I always feel like if I could have been a little bit more disciplined, you know, just pushed a little (laughs) bit more, what if, but right. Can't, can't really reflect on that too much. Cause then I get down on myself. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 No, I can get in those two, like, Oh, like what was I doing in college? And yeah. So to this day now though, your goal would be to break 17. in the Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Are you back in like close to that shape or is that um, still far ways off? <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. I, so I think it, it was just having a conversation at run club last night with one of the, one of the guys I was running with. And I was telling him, you know, ever since I graduated college, um, it's been kind of hard to be consistently in a training cycle just because of life in general. But um, right. I switched gears to the marathon for a little bit, but then, you know, I'm also like, man, I'm also getting older. So I really want to focus on you know, I still have some speed left in me, right. so really working yes. on that. Um, so no, I did a 5k one earlier this year. And, uh, during this first year with COVID and opening my practice, I was just running for like yeah. the mental, mental right. benefits of it. Yes. But I did run like 1958. So no, I'm nowhere right. near 17 minutes. Yeah. 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 You're like, that's a, it's a bit to get back there, but, yeah. but yeah, no, it's a big deal. Like you open up your practice this year and that's kind of what I 
yeah, you know, I found too, like being in the beginning years of business, everything and trying to go after running goals and stuff. And like, I don't know, it, de- it depends on the person. Like you, some people you can do it all too, but I really feel like the mental load, like I kind of have to pick where that's going, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, you sure, definitely do sure. both and be progressing in both, but <laughs> got to give yeah way to that. And yes, a lot of times running just becomes a mental release, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't want to be so, you know, structured with making sure that I didn't miss any workouts because I mean, you know how it is. You, you have to devote a hundred percent to that. So yes, yes, no, for sure. So right now you're basically, are you still just doing like distance runs or just kind of running for fun a little bit right now or yeah, right now I've just been trying to run like four, four times a week and strength train and then go to run clubs. I've been definitely more involved in the running community. Cause I guess that's something that I found that I couldn't really do in college or yeah. soon after it was go to run clubs. So that's been a nice change of pace as well. Very cool. Yeah. It looks like I'll see you like posting on Facebook that you go to the run clubs a lot and yeah, like you're pretty yeah. involved in the community. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Especially moving, being new in Atlanta. That was the first thing I did join Atlanta track club and that's how I yeah. met my friends. So right. Right. When did you move to Atlanta? Uh, six years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you've been there a bit now, so that's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you faced any major injuries yourself as a runner? Oh my God. Yeah. I think the worst one was right before Boston marathon, 2018, where I had a herniated disc. So I was doing well with my training cycle. And then, you know, I can't even pinpoint it to where I like what that one incident that, that caused that. Right. Um, but I was out for a while. And then um, one of my professors, actually the one that I was working with earlier this year, he treated me and then kind of got me back. And I was ready to run that 2018 Boston Marathon, which was brutal <laughs> that year with the rain and the cold. Oh, yeah, that's the cold year, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that's been the worst one that I can recall for sure. And then, of course, the other like plantar fasciitis. What else have I had? Just like IT band issues. Yeah, um, just a little bit. Though, yeah, Achilles tendonitis. Achilles tendonitis. That was another big one as well. Okay. And I just kind of ran through that one until after the race, <laughs> and then dealt with it. And then, I was gonna say, have you had any like take you out for a while or anything, or for the most part, uh, been able to manage them? For the most part, being able to manage uh, the Achilles tendinopathy. I think I was out after for about six months. Um, but at that point, I was I was finishing PT school, so I was just like, okay, let me rehab, finish school, and then I'll get back to running progressively again. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> so you have some, you know, experience with injuries yourself with treating runners, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I think most of us runners do, unfortunately, right? I mean, it's just kind of a thing. It just just happens. <laughs> yeah, and I think at this point it's it's like whenever I feel like an ache or pain, um I'm like, well, at least now I know how that feels. So I just view it exactly. with a different viewpoint now. <laughs> right, right. At least you can kind of like, oh, I get it now. Like when it happens, yeah. you get it a lot more. <laughs> Right. So I think that's been an advantage in terms of being a clinician for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. So, and then on your clinician side, so you started your own business this year. Well, it's not this year anymore. Goodness. We're in 2021 last year, you started it. (laughs) And so you've been going for almost a year now, not quite. Yeah. Almost a, a year fully in February. Yeah. Very cool. Did you know that you wanted to do that for a while or did it just, uh, yeah. So it, a little bit of both. I always knew I, I did want to start my own practice, um, but it just, my timeline was sped up significantly. I didn't plan to start anything until at least two years out. And then the opportunity kind of presented itself. And I, you know, talked about it with my wife, kind of did a lot of thinking. And I was like, all right, well, worst case, worst case, it's 
fails. <laughs> and yeah, then I could right, always, right. I could always get a PT job anywhere. Kind of nice so part of our profession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I decided to kind of take that leap of faith. And um, it's, you know, it's definitely been a challenge like anything, but um, it's it's been great so far. I can't, super blessed to have the support of my wife to, you know, be able to do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a big part when you're, if you have a significant other and you're starting a business, mm-hmm. like having that support helps so much. <laughs> Um, so you do in-person PT, um, run coaching, strength coaching. Is there any part of it that you like to focus on or just kind of a little bit of all of it? Yeah. I honestly kind of the, the main focus of this coming year moving forward is to really be mostly in the performance. So on like the run coaching, the strength training and the PT to kind of be the adjunct to that. Um, Cause that's really where like I, my passion is like, I love coaching like runners, you know, I've coached middle school, high schoolers, individual runners. And that's, it's just like a different sense of satisfaction. So that's what I want the, the focus for this year to be, to really develop the performance side of my practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's kind of, I would say that's more where my passion is too, in the sense of like, cause the performance side, I don't know. Well, besides being the fun part, it's also <laughs> like, <laughs> it's also really where you can help people stay injury free. Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Because once they're injured already, then we guess we got to get them back. So I know, I know. Yeah. That's and like with the, the runners I coach, like I think being having the therapist side is definitely the advantage just because right. we can, you know, at some point a runner is going to get injured, but we can do as much as we can to kind of manage that and deter it from happening <laughs> in the yeah. midst of a training cycle. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, you know how to tweak it a little bit more. What um do you have any certain like you know, type of runner you like to work with as far as like, you know, training for half marathon or a certain time frame, or are you kind of all over the place with who you uh, coach on like the coaching side? Yeah. So right now the people that I have, um, that I've been coaching are people that I've met through the community and runners, and they've all just happened to be training for a half marathon or a marathon. Okay. Uh, but, um, I will say my favorite sort of distance to coach is the five K or the half. I love okay. the five K yeah. and the half. It's yeah. just so much fun to plan. Um, and I think it's a lot easier to keep people motivated towards those sort of distances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. The, I feel like the marathon is just its own beast too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What's your favorite distance to time? Of? I would say, well, I mean, and favorite and who I tend to like coach is like 5k, 10k half. Like, I mean, I guess that's a good variety, but like same <laughs> range, you know, uh, I tend to get a lot of people doing half marathons. I feel like, um, and, and I enjoy that. And usually it's like a time range. That's like, um, a, a, there's a certain time range that I feel like that their goals are going after. And, um, and a lot of people like tend to be either they were athletes, you know, and never knew they had some potential in running. Um, or, I mean, I've, I've coached everyone, but it, it does tend to be that certain, I would say like that 145 half marathon. It's like, uh, like people trying to break that tends to be a lot of people, I guess. <laughs> right in that range (laughs) yeah it is it is I have like and you know a lot of people want that that infamous BQ so that's the people I'm working with right now are definitely working towards that um so it's been fun to kind of just like take them through the mindset like hey this could be something that takes like a few years to accomplish you know like it's it's not going to happen in one training cycle so I, I really enjoy that process of like getting people to really commit to the journey of what yes yeah, no, for sure. Not just have like one goal. It's like, 
yeah, future, like thinking about the future and where you want to go and everything, right? A hundred percent. When I ask them for like, hey, what's your one year, your three year, your five year goal? They look at me like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I thought I was just going to do this one race. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's big for me, just building that, um, that long-term planning for, for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. What have you, um, what are your biggest tips for runners for staying injury free? What have you found, um, you know, helps your runners stay injury free the most? (laughs) Oh my God. You know, if I can emphasize the importance of an easy run. (laughs) Yes. Um, Biggest thing is just taking, remembering that those easy days really are meant for that. Right. Um, and then bringing all the other components, like stress so many of my of the people I coach I, I'll ask them like how stressed are you right now? right right and their stress is up the roof and I'm like okay so then we're gonna give you a lighter week you know? yeah um so you know just balancing everything stress sleep eating um I think it's all those little things and yeah that really goes a long way in terms of injury prevention yeah yeah no I agree and I think you know you can see that in this year like if you were having a st- last year if you're having a more stressful <laughs> 2020 like yeah, that could definitely lead in like I've probably shared before on this this podcast but like when I got injured I was actually doing less mileage than I had been doing in a while so it, I feel like my injury was very related to stress and just a lot of life changes so it's like I yeah, yeah <laughs> doing easy yeah. runs and not even upping my mileage at all so yeah it's just you got to consider those other factors too <laughs> yeah I mean definitely this year with being stressed like I said I was kind of everywhere with my running like except running like I, I was running three times a week but not really worried about distance like speed and nothing and I started having like a hip issue and I'm like what in the world <laughs> like I haven't been actually training for anything yeah um, yeah <laughs> so I was like all right it's probably because I was you know stressed tired not sleeping and was running on on like that so right 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 no I can definitely definitely relate <laughs> Um, what do you have like an, and you don't have to like, obviously share a name or anything. Do you have an athlete? Um, I'm sure you have lots of favorites, but like a, a favorite athlete that you've coached in the sense of like the accomplishment was just really hard, you know, it was exciting to work together to meet their goal. Do you have any examples of I I do because it's it's one person that I've been coaching since they were in high school. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so just like seeing how he sort of matured as a as you know from high school to to now um, to college to now being an adult like yeah. so like just seeing and it's not even more so about the running but seeing him accomplishing those goals of like where he went to college where he's working now like the life goals um, yeah and how he's been able to maintain his running um. I will say I'm super proud of him. And, you know, and right now it's been really hard during COVID for him to stay motivated to want to train. He hasn't really, he hasn't really been hitting his, his running goals per se, but, um, you know, he's still going at it. Um, yeah. So, so I'm super proud of, of, of him in terms, in terms of that, um, in terms of like a runner that has, has accomplished our running goals, um, for sure. Um, one guy, he's, he, God, you're right. They're all like my favorites. I just feel so bonded with all of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, he had been trying to break the, the two hour, um, half marathon. Okay. Um, and then he, he finally got that during COVID year. Um, we I'm finally so probably your time trial. <laughs> yeah, no, we signed up for a Turkey trot and we were, I think it was, it was, it was bound to happen. It was yeah. just like, the matter of piecing it on that day on that specific race and the, con- right. the conditions were really good that day um so I was proud of him for being able to do that um so yeah that was that was a big 
big big goal that he had accomplished that's awesome like a year a year in the making so that was good yeah no it's fun it's fun once you're working with these athletes for a while I think that's one of the most yeah exciting parts you get to really see them um flourish and you know transition through the time that you work with them yeah 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 especially because you know PRs PRs are hard to come across it's like you know like you think you need a PR every race but it just doesn't work that way all the time right Right. So. Especially as we get older, it's like, when do, when do we stop PRing? No. <laughs> I know, I know. Which age group? No. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> awesome. So I asked you on your tips for staying injury-free. Is there, you know, anything in particular, like as a PT, like in the clinic and stuff, like that you find is different or that's unique to you that you really like to focus on, you know, with your runners to, you know, help them get back to to running, to reaching their PRs. And it's probably not unique, unique, because we know lots of people that are doing similar things to us, but anything that um, you really like to focus on? I think for me from the get-go is I really, so I, I used to be a teacher, um, a math okay. and science teacher. Yeah, okay. before, <laughs> before I went back to school. And um, so teaching has always, I, I love teaching. I would have kept teaching um, if I could have. I just always knew I wanted to go back to do something in the, in the medical field. So with that being said, a big part of, my relationship with my with my patients or my clients is just really teaching them like how to self-manage their conditions how to not yeah. panic at the first ache or pain that they get like yeah really helping them I want them to be as independent from healthcare providers as they can be mm-hmm. um so I tell them that from the get-go from like day one we're, we're I'm trying to teach them all those sort of tools and like helping them build their toolbox and knowing that I'm always there as a resource if they need me um, yeah but I really, I really feel that people, they really should be students of, of their sport. Like we should right. understand what we're doing with running, like what it takes to improve performance, what it takes to stay healthy. So that's, that's huge for me, education. And that's, again, everybody does that, but I think that's really at the heart of what I, what I try to get across by the last session. Like yeah. I want people to feel confident um, that they know what to do if that situation comes across again. Yeah. So kind of like, I mean, and obviously you would love to work with them, but if you can get to the point that they don't necessarily need you, right. In the sense, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to be their coach after, but <laughs> yes, like on that side. So it's like, Hey, if you need a coach, like that's always there, but yeah, the PT yeah. side. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What, what would you say are like some of the main things, like you said, you teach them to have their own toolbox. What, you know, what type of things do you, you know, teach your runners to have in their toolbox that they can use on their own? Yeah, I guess definitely integrating a strength training program into yeah. your running your running cycle because a lot of people I think it's it's definitely overwhelming. It can be overwhelming for myself, and I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of what to do. Um, so just you know making sure that they're maintaining that, um, you know, assessing. I said like uh, when symptoms arise, when it's time to seek help, when it's you can kind of you know make a change in your training load and then kind of monitor from there. And then yeah, I think those are basically the the two things. Just teach getting them across like you know running it's not all about running it um do the strength training also do fun yeah. stuff do stuff that do stuff that makes you happy <laughs> yeah like, yeah like and take into account life like it's not just about running you got to take into work everything like you said family friendships so i guess it's like a holistic approach um, yeah try to get them to to learn yeah no i love that no sounds on par with what i believe and i like <laughs> i like the education part because i i feel like as i've you know gotten been in the profession longer and longer, you realize how much can just be done on education, right? Or even as I've been injured, I'm like, shoot, I just want someone to, you know, even I know what to expect, but it's just like, I need people to, like, I would, I realized at, in the patient's spot, if I was actually seeing a PT, I'd want them to just like, 
kind of tell me what to expect and <laughs> reassure me in the, those parts, you know, more that, you know, more than like needing like hands on anything or, you know, all that. So you see how important education is. And that's good that you have an education background that probably helps a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so when did you make the transition? When did you, um, was that really recently then that you became a PT or? No. So I graduated undergrad 2013. I taught for three years and then I went back to school, I guess, when did I go back to school? I guess 2016. Okay. Yeah. 2016. Um, yeah. So I taught for three years and then I was actually on a missions trip in Thailand, um, by myself and, uh, and, uh, I went to teach English for about six weeks and literally one day in the middle of the night, I was like, let me start looking up to apply to PT school. And (laughs) while I was over there, I applied to PT school. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. So, so it took it took like a breakup from a relationship and a trip by myself to find okay. my path. And then that's what kind of like you're like, that's what I want to do. That's awesome. I love that. And then you're like, yeah. that's what I want to do, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I definitely I sorry, I definitely had a PT that I that she was great and she kind of ignited the, the fire for PT and me. Okay. Okay. So you it was in the back of your mind of potentially doing PT at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, then so you're kind of you're kind of new into the PT world then too, like in that sense. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> and you went, in, went into business right away. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I've had some really good mentors and I still do now. So I, I definitely don't hesitate to ask questions or, or get help if I, if I need some. Yeah, no, it's awesome. That's awesome. You're very independent and you know what you want and all that. And that's, I don't know, it's exciting. Thank you. <laughs> exciting to see where your business is at you know, by the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a hard, I don't know, it's, business is hard, but it's rewarding too. <laughs> yeah. How did you get into, um, like, because I know you do the coaching to help other PTs yep. learn how to coach runners. Yep. Yep. Honestly, that just came about because I had a bunch of PTs starting to ask me how to write running programs. Like they had their own, their PTs that had injured runners. And I'm like, Hey, can you help me write this running program? And I think like, I even had a friend like that thought it was going to be this like really simple conversation. And I, I tried once I was like, okay, we'll, we'll try to do this on a phone call. And then she just was like, looking at me like this, you can't see on the podcast right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Steph. If Steph is listening (laughs) and then, and anyway, so with that, along with another number of other people asked me, I was like, I'll just put a course together. I was like, I, you know, I had been in the online program where I had learned how to do courses and how to be online and everything. And I was like, I'll just throw it out there. People were interested. It got 10 people in my beta. And then it just kind of continued to be a thing. So honestly, it was like not a plan at all. It was just kind of people asking and I was like, okay. So, but I had already been online with my online coaching and had an online presence. Mm-hmm. So people kind of knew me for that, but that's kind of how that started, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy, but that's awesome. The best things aren't expected. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, but I definitely love the the coaching side of it still. I would never like give up the actual coaching. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the fun part. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so obviously, I mean, you know, being able to get to like a 17, 12 and the five K is pretty, pretty competitive. It's pretty fast. Do you have any, um, what do you, well, I guess let's start here. What do you feel like really led to you getting down to those low 17s as far as was it discipline? Was it, you know, you did your strength training too, or whatever. What do you feel like, you know, gets you to that level? Um, I think at that point, like trying to, oof, it seems so far back. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember like what exactly, but I think at that point it was just like, 
I finally, because I was coming into my last year, so I finally adapted to that certain coach's training style. Okay. Um, so I think all the, the puzzle pieces kind of came together from a training standpoint. Um, so he, for me, what I found that works best is lower mileage, higher quality. Okay. Uh, so my freshman year, I was doing two a day. So I was, I was burned out by the time my freshman year came in terms of like, I had done the most mileage I had ever done at the conference championship. I ran like the 5k steeplechase, 10k back to back to back. <laughs> and I got hurt. I got hurt that year. Um, okay. I wasn't ready for that. So I think by the time <clears throat> the 17 minute came, I was definitely more disciplined in terms of like getting the workouts done, no matter like if I was up late the night before and it's crazy I can't do that now like I can't go do a workout in the right. morning if I haven't if I haven't slept. I know <laughs> I mean oh my gosh it's, yeah yeah no so I, I think it came down to the discipline the consistency and just just pushing forward and trusting it in the process that my coach had developed for me yeah no I think that trust is a big deal too mm -hmm. like trusting in the plan and everything for sure yeah and, and then you know it was at it was at, at the Florida relay so it was a great field of girls um that kind of you pushed yourself to stay to stick with them so I think it was the right night the right conditions and the right group yeah. of girls to kind of push me towards that time yeah yeah no awesome do you so, use any do you have any like mental strategies that you use or anything or do you use mantras or anything like that when you're when you're in the racing, racing um, mode more I think so right before I definitely always pray <laughs> I, I have yeah. so many videos of me just doing like the cross of the sign right before the start line um and then during the race, I don't know, it sometimes is like a blur. And that is something that I'm trying to work on more like the mindset stuff now. Yeah. Uh, but back then, I think it was just, I was younger, had more of that drive, the adrenaline and the competitiveness. Right. I, I, and I think that's why I still run because I still have that competitiveness in me. But I feel like at times it's a little bit dormant because it's not the same. You don't have a team. You don't right. have like, like the organized needs. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do miss that though. I, I, I wish I, it's so crazy that when I started freshman uh, year in college, I remember one of my teammates saying, enjoy it. Cause it's going to go by like a blink of an eye. Right. right. And at, at that time I was like, no way. Yeah. And now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, it went by so fast. <laughs> right. Right. No, I know. It's like uh, it, it, when you're in it, it seems like a while, but now when you look back, you're like, oh, that was just a really small part of my life. It's like, shoot. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I wish I could do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I love, yeah. Running in college was fun for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but well, I like what you said. Like, I mean, it sounds good that you found what works for you in the sense of like low mileage, high quality. Um, I'm very similar in that sense too. I, I don't do as well with higher mileage, you know, and definitely like getting quality workouts and, you know, I can run a 35 mile a week. Right. And mm -hmm. keep it lower. Um, I'd say for me that that's, what's worked best too. So, um, I think it's good, but it's, you know, there's people out there that need the high mileage and that's what works best for them. So, um, just shows how unique yeah. running, running can be. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess that's the other benefit of having the driven coaches is what I got to, like you said, see the different ways and recognize what worked for me and what didn't work for me. Pretty right. Quickly, so, right. No, for sure. That, yeah, no, that'd be super helpful. I've learned something from every coach I've had or observed under whatever it's been. Um, definitely a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Where did, where did you run? I went to Northern Michigan, um, university. 
D2 up in uh, Upper Peninsula of, uh, of Michigan. So must have been cold. <laughs> it was cold. Yes, very cold. I uh, before I moved down here to Florida, I was up in North Dakota for a while. So it, I mean, it prepared me for that because that was the coldest I've ever lived in. So <laughs> oh my god, yeah. How cold did it get? It's like freezing, freezing. It's like really cold. I mean, like you would be like, if it was 25 degrees out during the winter, you'd be excited, you know, like, oh my God. like, I mean, I, I had a limit of negative 25 feels like negative 25 is basically what I could, I would go run and still, because I hate the treadmill and hate running inside. So there's, I mean, there were some days that you couldn't run outside and like you had right, to get inside, right. but for the most part, I definitely would like just maybe that's my strength day instead, you know, I'd kind of be flexible with my schedule to figure that out. Um, but I feel like 10 degrees is like an average day, like in the winter. Oh my God. I would not survive. No. <laughs> and winter's like five months long. So it's like, <laughs> when is this over? It's like, no, yeah, I don't know, October to April really, but they had a really nice fall up there. So, um, and they had Take little, that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, once I leave, it's nice. Shoot. Oh my God. No, but. no, no. Thank you. I'll, I'll run in the heat any day over that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, Atlanta's like cold for you. Right. So you've mainly been Miami and Atlanta then, right? Yeah. Miami and Atlanta. Cool. So yeah. you like the hot weather running then? I mean, it's all, you know, I guess, but that's yeah. So it's like growing up in Miami, that's all I knew. It was, it was crazy to be running like a hundred degrees with a hundred percent humidity. Um, <laughs> so, so I definitely got, I think that definitely made me stronger as a runner. Um, yeah. cause now when, when I go back to Miami now, I like feel like I'm dying cause it's so humid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Miami like is like probably like the hardest, I would think like heat wise, humidity wise, the hottest, most humid place in the U S to run. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would think so. But, um, yeah. So now being in Atlanta, it's nice to actually go through seasons. The summers get hot here, but they're not as humid. Um, and the mornings are still relatively cool in the summer. So. Yeah. So you can get out early and mm-hmm. eat and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And relatively cool for like Atlanta standards, right? Because right. so, it would still so be hot. hot for me. I'd still yeah. like be like, yeah. oh my gosh. I don't know. I died. Yeah. I died this summer in the Florida heat for sure. <laughs> yes. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we'll see. We'll see how this summer goes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But oh, man. right now it's great. <laughs> Um, but awesome. What, um, what was I going to say? Do you have one? Well, I guess we can, we can go into this question. I like to ask any, any guest that comes on to my podcast, what their breaking five moment was, you know, basically was there a moment, well, I guess one, have you broke five in the mile? Um, and, or what was a, a, a moment that you were really trying to go after a big goal that you went after and you got maybe it is your 712 or 1712 5k <laughs> 712 oh that'd be awesome yeah, seven, oh my god I know um yeah no so I never really focused on I thought I didn't break five in the mile I ran 507 and I didn't really train for the mile I I wish I did you know I wish I, I would have trained more for the mile because it's such a fun race um, yeah and and like the strongest I ever felt in college was actually after I got injured and I couldn't run and all I did was cycles, cycle, swim and lift. Okay. And that was probably one of the best seasons in terms of the mile performance. Um, okay. Uh, but my breaking five moment, I will say in college, it would be definitely running that 17, 12 PR. Um, that race couldn't have gone any better. It was like a 533, 530, 5, 
35. Um, really well paced. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's awesome. I don't think I, I've ever ran a better split race. Um, yeah. And then in my adult life, I would say just making it through the 2018 Boston Marathon. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> not a physical just standpoint. Finishing. Yeah. Just finishing. Yeah. From a mental standpoint, because that was, that was brutal. Like I, I got to mile 20 and I started running towards the medical tent. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And then, and I was like, no, I'm literally have 6.2 miles left. So I mustered up whatever courage, prayed to whatever <laughs> like, oh. and finished the race. And um, so I think I'm super proud of, of not giving up on that day and pushing myself kind of to my limit mentally. So, yeah. Yeah. Was it, I mean, mainly like the cold, was it more the rain or like what, I mean, obviously probably all of it or what got you the most? I think it was the emotion of that, the emotional side of that being my first Boston marathon ever having come back from that herniated disc in time to be there. And then, yeah, I mean, the weather wasn't expected that day. So I literally bought uh, gloves, a hat and a long sleeve the day before which is like, Oh my God, you don't run in gear that you've never used before. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And and then, yeah, it was just like, felt like someone was throwing buckets and buckets down your head and it was freezing. Um, I just couldn't feel my feet, my legs. So it, again, it just mentally, I, I just, it's so easy to just stop. Like, it's not like I was going to win the Boston Marathon or come in top 10. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you're not really losing anything, but it was, it was that personal goal of not giving up on my first Boston. Yeah, so. no, that's awesome. That'd be a tough first Boston. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a friend that I'm pretty sure that was her first Boston, but anyways, and she's from South Carolina too. So, I mean, you know, used to warm weather too. And then to have that crazy rain and cold and oh goodness. Yeah. Like when I run now in Atlanta and I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is not bad. (laughs) Like I can do this. You're like, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm okay. I'll be fine. (laughs) No, no, I love that. And like that, that 5k, like that is like, that'd be crazy splits just to be like clicking away. You're like, just consistent, consistent, consistent. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I still remember my coach being in, in that back, um, the 200 meter curve at the back stretch and just with this clock, like, come on, like you're going to do it. Like just yelling yeah. at the top of his lungs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's like a picture perfect memory that I have. And I actually have the video of it, which is really great. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's super yeah. awesome. But yeah, like those races, like, I feel like I have my, like the top track race from college. Like I remember that one, like, you know, yeah, I just remember the most of it. Well, probably not the middle part. I don't really remember, but yeah, I remember parts of it for sure. (laughs) Which one was your, your breaking five moment? 1500 meter um, race. I would say that, I mean, I didn't break equivalent to breaking five. I ran like Mm -hmm. a it was what, a 451, but it was just like a significantly faster than I had been running. And it was at a pretty big meet and I won my heat and it was just like, felt like I actually put together a race that I knew I could run kind of moment. And, you know, with that, you run the 15, you're like, oh man, I wish I could have just like kept running to figure out what, you know, like to, 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 to also PR in my mile time. I know. I know. It's crazy. The 1500 meter distance is such a random distance to me. I'm like, but you're almost there. Just keep going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, because everyone always asks you mile time. No one cares about your 1500 time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, because that's where you got the name for your podcast, right? To, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was back crazy. I mean, last year, at the beginning of the year, I was at this time last year, I was getting ready to run like my first race, track race in a while, which is crazy because I don't, I don't think I could break, well, I could. Yeah, I don't think I could break six right now. No, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably tear my planner mesh again. No, oh man, oh man. But yeah, I did a indoor track season because obviously outdoor got um, canceled. Yeah. But 
goal was to get back in shape, just kind of get down back into like shape last year. And then going forward, potentially trying to see how close to, you know, five I could get. So we'll see. I've been, I haven't been running since July, basically now. I mean, you know, at, at any consistent basis. So I don't know where my goal is going to be at after that. My <clears throat> right now, mentally, I'm not at trying to get that competitive again. I just kind of want to get back to running. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you'll, you'll find your right time to kind of find your next goal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So probably won't, but won't be my goal now, but that that's okay. I still like, you know, all about like going after, you know, whatever goal that is that you want to go over, like if it's breaking five, whatever. And I know when I created the podcast, I was pretty much like, Hey, like I'm giving myself full permission with you know, naming the podcast, this is kind of scary on my end. If I don't feel like it's right, like I won't go after this goal, you know, like if it, you know, I, I don't want to feel like because I named the podcast that I have to, you know, have to do something that I don't really want to do if I ever hit, hit that time. So we'll no, see absolutely. how I feel once I'm actually running again though. So <laughs> I know you'll, you'll get the runner's itch to do something. Yes. Else. <laughs> yes. I have the runner's itch just to run right now for sure. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Gotta get back out there. <laughs> Yes, for sure. That's step one. Anyways, anything else that we didn't cover? Like, I don't know anything from your running history, anything else you just love to tell runners, any advice you have for runners or any new business owner, anything like that? Man, I think, you know, for new runners, the biggest thing is like, don't let people tell you that you can't run. I hate that so much. I, I get so many, you know, especially when you're injured, runners come in so discouraged because, you know, someone told them like, whatever, X, Y, and Z, um, so just keep yeah, keep at it. You know, it's running the journey. And if, if you stick with it, you know, I would say if, if you're near a runner, having a coach is, I think, invaluable because we just get it right. Uh, we've been there, yeah. done that. So in the little, in the sense, we're all, I feel like all runners are a little bit crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just, just trust the process and, you know, put in the work and, and, and the times will come. You just have to be patient. That's the biggest thing. No, I love that. And like you, do you, you have a, I mean, you said you still work with your one college coach. Is he still your coach? today even when you're not training for a really specific race no so right now I actually have been meeting with him when I'm in Miami I'll meet with him um, okay he's been doing more of a mentoring for me in terms of being a coach because I okay, you know cool. one of one of my goals is I, I definitely want to be like an NCAA D1 coach at some point in my life oh, very cool um and he's one of the one of the best that I that I've known so we've been taking that relationship for now but I, I funny enough I told him I'm like hey after the new year comes I might be ready to go for that 5k goal again so he's like okay whatever you want you're like yeah I might be feeling that no that's awesome yeah. that's cool yeah no um coaching at the college level is something I've considered too not head coach but I definitely enjoy you know and being in the coaching on the team aspect side too so yeah, it's yeah, it's just like a different different beast than coaching individuals. I think it's that having the community and also sure. the resources that they have the time to put yep. into training. <laughs> yep, yep. I, you don't realize that when you're in college, you're like, dang, I really did have time to train. Then now, now it's a lot. It's a lot harder. My God, yeah. All you had to do was train, go to class. <laughs> if you if if you were able to, you know, do that unless you yeah. had a job or something. But <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I miss those days. Yes. Yes. We didn't realize how much we'd miss them as we got older. Well, any, anything else you can think of that we might want uh, to I think we've talked a lot. I've had, I, I love learning about you some more too. That's fine. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking questions too. Yeah, no, this was great. Thank you so much again for having me. Like you did say it was going to be very chill and I literally felt like I was talking to a friend. So thank <laughs> like you. <we're> just <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for coming on.
What, um, where can any listeners that are listening to this podcast find you at? Where's the best place to, to find you at? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty active on social media on Instagram. So if they put um, at air.pt2pr, they can find me that way. And then also on Facebook, they just put um, my name, Daniela Espino, <laughs> Bribonaria. <laughs> we'll we'll spell it we'll spell that all out in the in the show notes too so if you oh, do good wanna, good good do you want to find her and air is a-i-r-e right yes i spelled it that way because of my uh, latin culture since i'm okay. hispanic okay yeah so it's technically aire but i just pronounced it air okay okay awesome i i guess i didn't even put that together i mean i did study spanish but <laughs> I was just kind of like, I never really thought of like why it was that, but I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's literally why, because I wanted to play some tribute to my, my Hispanic side. No, it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. All right. So you got Instagram, Facebook, you said the name and yeah, any people in the Atlanta, any runners in the Atlanta area, Danny's doing a lot of awesome stuff. She has a strength um, program where you can go in in person. Like she's talked about her run coaching and then physical therapy services. So um, if you or anyone in the Atlanta area needs some, you're a runner and you're injured and, or are looking to get a PR, definitely reach out to Danny. Do you do or join our run club? Or, and yeah, she does. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say she's always doing stuff with the run club. So join the run club too. What is their name for the run club or? Yeah. I called it East side run club because of where uh, my studio is located. It's on the East side a part of the Beltline. So the Beltline is basically a, a walking, biking, running path that wraps throughout the city. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we just started that last year. Um, and then this year, officially, I'll be hosting it weekly. So twice a month, we're going to do distance runs. And then the other twice a month that we meet will be like track, track Tuesdays. So we'll do some sort of speed workout. Cool. Do you guys do evenings or do you... Yeah, I do evenings. I actually orig- originally I wanted to do five in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I decided to go with evening because most of I feel like most people came in the evening. So yeah, we meet at six thirty. We take off at six forty-five. Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then you can coach people wherever PTs in Atlanta. And yeah, so definitely yeah. reach out. We'll have our info in the show notes. And Danny, thanks so much again for coming on. It was super awesome to get to know more about you, for you to share your story and your tips with my listeners. And we'll look forward to more to come from you and your running side and your business. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Breaking Five. Until then, um, see you guys next time. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.